final episode of the seventh season of We Got Goals. And it's exciting for me at least to wrap up such an inspirational season with the call to action. We're kicking off our annual state of fitness survey with this episode. We've been keeping our fingers on the pulse of what you do to stay fit, recover, and how you spend your money on wellness. And this year we're adding some questions about mental health too. This is Gina Anderson Cohen, by the way, founder of A Sweat Life. And on this week's episode, you'll hear references to data from our state of fitness survey. A key number we've kept our eyes on over the years is the trend of our mostly female readers spending more and more time picking up heavy things and putting them back down. We've loved watching strict training grow in popularity. Obviously, a few things, though, have led to the ebb and flow of women in the weight room. Historically, women often felt welcome in a different space in the gym, namely the aerobic studio. And there were a lot of reasons why that is, but the 70s were a pivotal time for women in sport and exercise. It was that decade in which we saw the invention of the sports bra, the passing of Title IX, and brands like Jazzercise get women moving in more cardio formats. But backwards beliefs about testosterone, sexuality, and strength often kept women from lifting. As the decades went on, programs like Les Mills Body Pump, which debuted in the 90s, made strength training a part of that same space where women were already welcome. Cut to today, and we've watched strength grow in popularity even with the pandemic closing down gyms and studios. Strength has been the most popular form of exercise for the past four years running, and a Sweat Life readers told us that they've invested in equipment to do their own at-home workouts during the pandemic. We can talk for hours about why strength is popping for women now, but there are some quick reasons I can point to. Boutique fitness proliferation gave more people access to strength programming and trainers to guide them. And I hypothesize that those types of classes and experiences gave a lot of humans the confidence to understand how to strength train and made them feel capable of doing complex movements on their own at a big box gym or in a group. We're also seeing more women reject a waif than ideal and instead opt to grow in strength and in the space they take up. I mean, in pop culture, we've seen a mass rejection of the recent declaration that heroin chic is back, but we still really have yet to see any of the Bachelor franchises show women working out. Not that I watched Bachelor in Paradise or follow anyone from the beach on Instagram. Anyway, I spoke to Jared Sirocco, the COO of World Gym this week. We talked a lot about the shifting needs of a big box gym consumer. A big box gym is just that, by the way, a large physical space with equipment that gives its members the autonomy to choose when and how they work out. So they generally find lots of equipment, cardio machines, and some classes. But Sirocco said that strength is on the rise at World Gym 2, causing the franchisor to create a strength-only model of the gym, World Gym Legacy. Sirocco talks us through the embrace of strength and the Instagram trends associated with strength at World Gym's Strength Forward model, from a glute-only strength area called Booty Boulevard and designated selfie rooms. By the way, I was strength training with a male coach a few years ago who instructed me to squeeze my booty, and I asked him if he's ever used that word with a dude. He told me no and muttered something about the patriarchy, and I consider that a victory. Anyway, Booty Boulevard. Clearly, it's aimed at women who are striving for hashtag glute goals, but women are also welcome on the Olympic lifting platforms and elsewhere in the gym. You'll also hear Sirocco and I talk about the metrics we've been monitoring since the pandemic, return to gym. I'm excited to see some updated stats in our survey that's live now, but in September of 2021, 
50% of respondents told us that they had returned to an IRL gym. Sirocco and I talked about what we think that number will be now, but World Gym has seen a high number of customers return to the gym. Here I am with Jared Sirocco. This is Gina Anderson-Cohen, and we are here on We Got Goals with Jared Sirocco, who's the COO at World Gym. Jared, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, you and I both have commonly mispronounced names, right, Jared? <laughs> Very much. <laughs> I, I know I do, so for sure. <laughs> yeah. So my first name is spelled J-E-A-N-A, and I get a lot of like Jenna Gianna. and Gianna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Which is sure. like, well, Gianna's a lovely name, but it's not mine. Uh, yeah, well, Gerard, J-Rod, Gerard, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> not I your name. That too. Well, there, yeah. there's a lot of people named Jared. Most of them are J-A-R-E-D. Then there's some yeah. with two R's and an E. It's very rare you mm. see the two R's and an O, so... I actually, I knew someone with this spelling, which is why I was a step ahead of others. There you uh, go. Good. Yeah, there's a few. There's, there's a few, but not many, for sure. And uh, so World Gym, we, I'm really excited because you teased a big, a big thing that happened this year um, when we were sort of talking before hitting record. World Gym has done some incredible things. Um, should we start with what World Gym is today before we kind of get into the legacy? Whatever you want. It's your show, so you ask whatever you want. What is it is my show. Today? You're right. It Listen, is my it, show. <laughs> it's, I'm, hey, I'm just passing through, so whatever you want to talk about. Um, <laughs> you know, what is World Gym today is, is a great question. World Gym is, a, is an iconic, or you could say legacy fitness brand. We've been around for 46 years. We're one of the brands that started the entire fitness craze. And, you know, in recent years have had to dig deep and reinvent ourselves so that we could position ourselves for greatness for the next 46 years. So I would say we're a fitness brand that's been around a long time, but at the same time, we're a fitness brand that's back on the rise and with a lot of really cool, cutting edge, exciting things ahead. So we started this whole thing and we just changed the game again. And so very exciting time uh, here at World Gym. The art of the pivot. Oh man, that word drives me nuts. Like I, I, you <laughs> I know, before you would hear the word pivot, and you think of Roth and friends and pivot, you yeah. know, and then, and then yeah. over the last two years with the pandemic and the nineteen or whatever you want to refer to it as, you know, that <laughs> word just drives me nuts. But it's, it's just, a lot. There was a lot of it. There was a lot yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the. I, I know we're going to get more into where World Gym is today. Let's talk about the legacy. You mentioned it. Um, mm-hmm. Venice Beach and sort of Muscle Beach is, is part of the history, right? Yeah. So originally Santa Monica and, and then right up the road to, to Venice Beach. And I mean, obviously, listen, there, there's a rich legacy there where um, back in the 60s, when this whole thing got started, our founder, you know, started a, a you know, what we would call our, our sister brand, our stepsister brand, you could say. Stepsister. Uh, yeah. The, not, not an evil <laughs> step for okay. either. I just want to clarify. Fine. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's all right. Uh, no. Um, you know, he, he started that brand that represented his name. And, and, you know, really, that was the first time anybody ventured out into making fitness an actual business and an actual industry, right? And, he, he custom made, you know, gym equipment because there really wasn't a lot of technology out at the time. And and there was a need at the Hollywood was really starting to boom. You know, they, they needed bigger guys for different roles and things like that. And so just kind of started to become that epicenter, you know. And then a couple of years later, he 
he, he left that, you know, brand that, you know, he put his name on and um, came back. And when he came back, he didn't own the rights to his own name anymore. So he's like, well, Wild. yeah, it was crazy. Right. So, <laughs> so what am I going to do? Well, that's where world gym was born. And as soon as he created world gym, he had learned a lot of lessons from the first go around. So he was able to improve upon it. Uh, and that's when a lot of people started to defect from, from the original brand to, to us. So you had, they loved Joe. They loved him. He was he was the guy, right? And so they followed him um, because of what he brought to the table. He made it like family, and and he that would that was really the the ethos of of World Gym was it's where everybody was family. It's a serious fitness place, but everybody felt comfortable going there, and we still carry that you know ethos today. So World Gym is a big family, and that's how we still feel today. And when you reference Joe, you're talking about Joe Gold, who Joe Gold. was the founder, and yep. he was also in a, a Marine, um, recently turned 100. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he would have turned 100. We celebrated, you celebrated the 100th yeah, birthday. Yeah, it was 100, yeah. 100 years, and he would have been 100 years old. Um, just, just think about that. I mean, 46 years, here we are with, you know, World Gym. Um and, and still to this day, everybody in the gym business pretty much knows his name and what he did. So when you talk about, like, I always tell people, everybody's always like, oh, you know, celebrate your birthday or this or that. I don't care about that. Right. When, 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 when I was born on a day, when they put me in the ground one day in the future, what happened with that dash in between? Right. What, what was the legacy that I left behind? Joe left an amazing legacy between those two dates. And you know, if I can leave my mark like he did on an industry or a person or inspire people like he did, and that that's a pretty good life. Yeah, it's it's crazy because we're at the point in in the fitness industry where we're starting to see um, histories being written about it. Um, and I know that there are books that cover um, the rise of strength, the changing American body, um, where Joe Gold is referenced, World Gym is referenced, and and sort of how that gym and those gyms shaped um, the American body type for folks like Lou Ferrigno, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and like everybody who came after them and trained, um, which is pretty wild, right? Well, yeah. I mean, listen, any somebody's got to start something, right? Every industry started somewhere. And then so many things evolved and came from it. It's just cool to be at the helm on a leadership team that that's in control of an iconic brand like ours. And one of the brands that started the whole fitness craze, when you look at fitness now, health and fitness has really exploded into an unbelievable industry worldwide. I mean, and all the different divisions that have come from it. Um, and it's, it's, I tell people we wake up every day and we have the best jobs in the world. When you work in the gym and you work in health and fitness or you're a trainer or instructor, or even, you know, selling memberships to a gym. I mean, what other industry can literally impact lives the way that health and fitness can? It, it really, it, <laughs> name one. I'll, I'll sit here and wait. Um, because Doc, at doctors. the end of the day, <laughs> we have an answer just about for everything, honestly, working yeah. out, mental health, physical health, you know, emotional support, you know, all those different things. And, you know, Friendship, I, I, yeah, yeah. I challenge people yeah. to tell me an, an industry that can have such a great impact, um, you know, other than health. Yeah. That's, it's interesting too, because it, we'll, we'll talk about a spotlight of state of fitness survey. Um, but we're going to ask this year about like why you work out, what, what kind of pulls you into your fitness routine. And I think we'll find, um, that mental health and friendships are probably going to be some of the top responses like yes moving your body and getting a good sweat and 
getting stronger are incredible reasons to work out. But I think after these couple of lonely years, people really are looking for a friendship. And well, that's, put me in. you know, I, I know it's one of the topics you want to get into about coming back to the gym and stuff like that. But that was the one thing that, you know, people missed. Right. And, and I, I remember during, you know, the, these last couple of years, there's so many surveys that are done. Right. And, and one of them talked about what were the top few things that people missed. You know, what, yeah. what did they mean? Number one was family. I think it was some ridiculous number seeing and being with family. The mm-hmm. second thing, the second most popular thing was going to the gym. Oh. The gym was the other family. And, yeah. and yeah. You know, there's a sense of that community and, you know, everybody was doing online training and they're working out at home and they got a Peloton or they went paddle surfing, paddle boarding or did yoga in the park and they walked their dog or whatever. And that was great. But there's something about that human connection that we need. We we thrive on that. And yeah. the gym was that for a lot of people, not just hitting the steel and the weights and, and feeling the environment and, and the endorphin rush. It was it was seeing those people. And some people didn't realize they had that connection until they didn't have it anymore. Yeah. You know, they yeah. weren't they weren't necessarily gym friendly people, right? They would go in and put their headphones on, but they would see the same 15 people every time they go in at four o'clock on a Tuesday. Now it was like, Oh my God, it's so good to see you. Right. Like it, it definitely <laughs> changed and made people realize how important that gym community was too. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's family. It's our place. Yeah. All right. Let's set the scene. So okay. we talked about the legacy of world gym. Um, I wonder if we're going to disagree about this. Um, okay. Which which I'm into it a good like, uh, okay know, okay throw it um, my way I'm ready I'm ready okay ready so women's fitness had its own journey um, mm-hmm. we we sort of saw like women not necessarily welcome in the weight room and feel free to disagree with me um, mm-hmm. but in the 60s we had aerobics in the 70s the sports bra was invented and women picked up running jazzercise in the 70s 80s we got Jane Fonda then aerobics and then 90s. 2000s, we started to see women really embracing and embraced mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. weight room. Is that kind of your experience at World Gym? Did you see women kind of come in early or later? Well, it's interesting because when you look back at the legends of the past, there were always those trailblazers, right? And and there were, you know, female bodybuilders in, in the in the golden era, right? Back in the day, there weren't many but you think of people who blazed the trail like Corey Everson and, and some other ones that were that were there in the early days have always been around. Um, uh, I just had the opportunity at, at one of the this past summer at the Muscle Beach, one of the Muscle Beach shows um, to walk. Uh, I think she was Miss Muscle Beach uh, 1977 or 78 or something like that. She's 90 some years old now. And, and oh you don't realize how long ago some of that was right and and i think part of what happened in that shift that you mentioned or that timeline you mentioned with women's fitness is science change perception change our knowledge change right so for women, it's like oh my god i can't lift weights i'm going to get big and bulky and i don't want to be a bodybuilder and i don't you know and and there was all this misinformation early on because that's what they thought oh i'm going to go lift weights and i'm going to look like arnold or i'm going to look like lou and i'm And again, it was just for a lack of understanding and anatomy and physiology and the way the body works and how females hormones versus testosterone and all that kind of stuff work. Um, And then as as our knowledge increased and and there were those trailblazers or ceiling breakers, as we refer to them as people started to take note of it. And then 
athletics, you know, female sports in school became a big thing. And then all of a sudden they noticed the difference between the, the young ladies that were training and working out and strength training and how they were performing on, you know, a, a field or a court or whatever it was. And then it's like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe, maybe they need to be doing this stuff, right? So then more research is put into it. Now you keep people like Kathy Friedrich and, and, and all these people that started to go, hey, this is a real thing. And yeah, it's exploded from there. I mean, um, nowadays you go into the gym and, and, um, you know, more women are strength training more than ever. I, I was just in a bunch of our gyms in Australia and it was funny because a couple of them I went into, um, I went, you know, over to the power rack section in the middle of the day. And, you know, let's say there's eight power racks. It was six women and two guys Awesome. and, and barbell body. I mean, you know, and it wasn't just bit, uh, their Olympic lifting, their hip thrusting, their, their, you know, power cleans and squats and, you know, big movement. You would never see that 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't, it just wasn't the way it was because it was still, it was still a different world, you know? Um, but now the gym is cool. The gym is back. People understand strength training is where it's at. And I love every minute of it. Yeah. And you, you sort of referred to title nine a little bit. I totally left that out of my timeline. Title nine changed it too. Women got into sports and, uh, and started lifting in order to support their sport, which is, uh, a great moment on the timeline too. Um, okay. So, and by the way, just so you know, two things for us, when we talk about trailblazing at our convention, just a couple of weeks ago, um, we have a timeline wall of the history of world gym and it's all, you know, up until that time, it's really pictures of, of the icons like Arnold and Lou and Franco Colombo and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and just people that have been part of the world gym culture. But who's sitting there in 2022 is a young female with her eyes on the future, setting the tone for our path forward. And so uh, we also gave away a Woman of the World Award, uh, which honored the fiercest female in our company and they had to be nominated and it was sponsored by the women in fitness association. And so we really have a focus on, um, you know, helping women find that place in, in, in the weight room as well. And, and, and also in the community, you know, we, we definitely support all of that for sure. Amazing. Um, and where does world gym signature kind of fit into this changing landscape? Cause I know you mentioned you have, World Gym Legacy and World Gym Signature. Um, yeah. Let's talk about those sort of two gym formats and how they how they yeah, fit. Yeah, they're, so they're they're really model names. You know, we don't we don't brand them that way. It's not like you're going to walk into a World Gym and see World Gym Signature or World Gym Legacy, but they're kind of like an internal designation. But um, yeah, they're two different versions. Uh, as as the world is changing, you know, we need to change too. Our consumers are are. I I say they're consuming fitness at a different rate right now, right? They're looking for different options. The world has changed. And so if you're not able to change along with it, it's like all those books and authors say, right? You either adapt or die. And, or, you know, when you're through changing, you're through. And and we look at our our brand and we've been around a long time. We can continue to just put the same gym out there over and over again. And yeah, it's been around, but that doesn't mean it's going to serve the community moving forward. When you look at the generation right now that's consuming fitness, what they're looking for is change. So with our legacy model, this is a smaller footprint gym model, and it's strength only. There's literally four or five pieces of self-powered cardio, like an air bike, a rower, a self-powered treadmill, 
just for people to warm up or, or do some movements to get the blood flowing. It's not, it, it's 98% strength and it's a big weight room. And that's what it's focused in on. Because when you look at the world, people invested in at home fitness options, Pelotons and rowers, and they got outside and bought a bike. And like I said earlier, walked their dog or paddle boarding, or they took up jogging now for the first time. I don't need to put all that cardio on my floor in a, in a way. And, and in certain markets, it makes sense to have this type of model. Also, you know, there's a lot of brands that have done a great job with these boutique fitness models, you know, and, and boxing and, 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 and cycling and, and, you know, circuit training and all this kind of stuff. But a lot of those people have secondary memberships at big box or mid-sized box gyms because they want to go lift weights. They can't do that with a boutique member. They can't just walk into their boutique studio and go, I'm here for a workout. I don't want to take the class today. So they have to have a secondary membership. Why not provide them with a building and a space that's designed specifically for that? You want to go do your cool class? Go do your cool class at the boutique up the street. That's fine. But when you're ready to lift, you're going to come into a World Gym Legacy and, and get it done. As far as the signature model is concerned, signature is a little bit more traditional. It's it's a it's a bigger box or a mid-tier box, about 25,000 square feet. Um, and again, big staples of a World Gym, big weight rooms. You know, you know, heavier, heavier dumbbells, a lot of lifting platforms, big open turf areas. Um, but there's a couple of features in Legacy and, and Signature. We have something called Booty Boulevard now. It's a trademarked area of the gym. Uh, it, it's 10 to 12 of the best glute training machines in the world all put <laughs> together in an area that's comfortable for whoever wants to use it. Um, and I mean, when you think about Instagram, what's everybody doing? You know, beach pictures and, you know, all these different things. Why not provide a space, you know, for, for them to have it? Um, and in addition to speaking of pictures, the legacy model, we have a selfie room. So that selfie room is designed so that people can go in and, and you know, back in the day, oh, we have a posing room. And, okay, but not everybody's into bodybuilding. But they're into taking selfies now in the gym. Why not provide a safe space, a comfortable space for them to do or they can change the backgrounds or change the – you know, the look and feel of their pictures and just have it all set up for them. Uh, when they're, People are consuming fitness differently. Why not give them the space uh, that they're looking for? So when you get to Signature, we take that and we expand that. Big weight rooms, big turf, like I was saying. few more amenities. You know, both gyms have recovery options and some wellness options. But now our Signature model focuses more on we have group fitness. Now, Group fitness has changed tremendously over the years. A lot of gyms, they have multiple studios. They have a big group X studio where they do Zumba and body pump and sculpting or all these other classes. Then you have a secondary studio for cycling and it's got to be an experience and has the big screens and it's okay. So now I got two studios. Now, if I'm a real yogi or whatever, I want my own mind body studio because I want it to be a different color and feng shui and Okay, so now I got three studios. Well, then enter in boutiques. Well, now I got to put in a hit studio. Now I got four studios. Like, that's a lot to heat and cool and clean and manage. And nowadays, staff and the world has changed. So, our signature model features a revolutionary group training studio called Studio X. It's an all in one comprehensive studio uh, that can deliver live, on demand, in person group X classes, but also our own style of specialty boutique style classes called incinerate which features four different formats um and it's really just flipped the whole 
group exercise, group training, boutique style training on its head. And we're really, really excited about the signature model as well. So that's it in a nutshell. I tried to squeeze it all into a little compact little box for you there. <laughs> a big box and a little box. Thank yeah. you so much. Yes. Um, well, I think there's a lot of, a lot of interesting trends to unpack in everything you just talked sure. through because what you've had to change for is obviously like changing fitness behavior and consumer behavior. Like you yeah. mentioned selfies, like selfies, you can either embrace them at the gym or hate them at the gym. Some gyms uh, get mad if you're videoing yourself um, while you're lifting. Some gyms don't. You know, it's it's a, a different world. Um, you also mentioned an all-in-one group X space, which I think is genius just for the, the sheer square footage of it. And Booty Boulevard. I laughed at it, but it's also like muscle groups trend. <laughs> First of all, what's the largest muscle in the body? Glutes. It's people don't realize that. Second thing, yeah. what's the most popular muscle for people to train right now? Is it's glutes. glutes. You know, everybody exactly. goes, oh, you know, Monday night is chest night. Yeah, well, leg day is taking over for a lot of people, and focus on glutes is is bigger than it ever has been. Pardon the expression. Um, I mean, it's the truth. And and let's let's identify that market. You know, again, I tell people. We, we give people what they want and then teach them what they need. So some people are, oh, I don't need that machine. I don't need it. Okay, that's fine. But there's a lot of people from a business standpoint, from an investment standpoint, that's going to bring a lot of people in the door, right? And mm-hmm. then being able from, from us, a part of our ethos being focused on results, we want to help them get where they want to go. So now I've got certifications of, of you know, specialty certifications, glute training specialists. Imagine walking into my world gym, you know, Gina gets to work with, a, a certified glute training specialist on a six-week booty camp featuring Booty Boulevard. Hello. Like, I mean, it just makes sense. Uh, you know, and then we can go take pictures in the selfie room together and not feel like everybody's staring at us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I I came up when uh Britney Spears abs were trending. You know, it was it was Britney a different Spears time. Abs, yeah. Do you remember? Do you oh, remember the time? I, I remember yeah. the time. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> There and it, it's just like the focus has changed. I honestly think like, I if we're gonna go for aesthetic goals, like I'd rather get a huge butt <laughs> than than have to focus every day. I'm like, oh, did I, I do like a thousand crunches? And I cannot lie, right? Was the song? But listen, it, it and I know some people listening going, "Oh, this guy's a jerk." It's not that. I think about <laughs> it, 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 it's again the consumer mindset has changed. It's yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and one of the things that I think a lot of people to your discussion earlier about more women, more females in the gym than ever before, we need to make sure that we're catering to them as well. Right. And, and what's important to them as well. And listen, I'm not saying guys don't need to do glute training and can't go to booty Boulevard. But what I'm saying is you have to provide the right type of environment and spaces for all people. And that's the greatest thing about world gym. I'm a serious fitness place. Okay. I'm not, I, I call it foo-foo, but I'm, we're not into foo-foo fitness years ago, even 15 years ago, you couldn't say the word gym. People got all freaked out. Oh, don't use the word gym. It scares people. You have to say health and fitness center or wellness or the gym is back. The gym is cool. If you look on Instagram and, 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 and social media, I mean, that is where it's at right now. It's not the nightclub. It's not, people are going to the gym and, and more than ever before consuming, but they're spending more money in a gym than ever before. 
you know, look great, feel great, be empowered, all this stuff. It starts right there. So I need to provide gyms that fuel that mindset and help people get to where they want to go. And it doesn't matter whether you want to be a bodybuilder or you're a lead athlete, you're just starting out, you want to look better naked, you want to walk better. It doesn't matter. You come to a world gym, you get it done in a safe, clean, comfortable environment and, and in the best place possible. There you go. Um, all right, let's talk trends. Um, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. More, more so, than Booty Boulevard and Peaches and Glutes? <laughs> I think they'll come up. Okay. <laughs> Re- all right. For all the right. listener at home who couldn't see my face, every time Jared said the phrase Booty Boulevard, I cracked a little smile. I'll never forget it. Um, <laughs> okay, <right>. so <laughs> for, te- for uh, a while, um, mm-hmm. Sweat Life has been monitoring trends. I'm sure so has World Gym. Sure. Um We've had our eyes on a couple, but some more specifically during the pandemic have been changing, interesting to us, et cetera. Um, Let's talk about return to gym. Mm -hmm. So as of a year ago, so this number is definitely going to be different. uh, We have to do our annual survey for this year. Uh, We had about 41.1% of our survey participants tell us that they had returned to a gym. I would guess that it's probably 50% higher at this point. So I think probably 60% oh, it's way, are back. It's, it's much higher than that. Yeah. Tell me, what what are you seeing? What so, is Return to Gym like? Um, yeah, they're all, throughout the industry, you're seeing different numbers. You know, some 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 brands are saying over 100% and even more now because more people have been activated, which is great. You know, but you're seeing a lot of people in that 80, 85, 90% great. range right now, um, which is great. Uh, right before the pandemic, the industry was at its peak in 2019. It was one of the best years the industry had ever had. It was exploding at the time. And so, you know, you're seeing a lot of people realize how important that fitness routine was to them prior to it. And, and they feel comfortable coming back. So um, I would say if, if you were to take a, a an industry-wide, worldwide survey, worldwide, because there's still some concerns in some other markets, as we see, we're an international brand. Um, you're still seeing some concern there, but I would say worldwide, you're probably 75% or greater at this point. So do you think when we do our mostly U.S.-based survey, we're going to be at 80% have returned? Yeah. Is that your guess? Yep. Okay, let's mark it down. <laughs> 80% yep. is our prediction. Yep. I was I was going to say, I bet it's double, but, you know, I wanted to be on the same And here's what impacts it, right? You know, some people invested in, in at-home gyms. Now, some people yep. went all out and they outfitted their garage or their basement and you know, some of those people may now be comfortable with, with that. But if you're somebody who invested in a single piece of equipment like a Peloton or some other type of interactive piece or subscribe to a, a virtual fitness platform, it's only going to hold you for so long, right? And some of them are starting to realize that it's more of a supplement for when you can't get to the gym. So it'll just be curious to see where, where people's mindsets are. But that's what we see in here. Most of our gyms right now is I, I just couldn't do another workout at home. Like I need to, you know. I, I, it's great to have it when I can't get there on a, on a frigid 20 degree morning. It's great to just go in my basement and jump on my bike and get it done. But you know, I need to go lift. And and so I bet you, you're going to see double. At this point. Yeah. I, I mean, as you're talking through that, I am looking to the left at my Peloton, which I have not touched since July, except to hang towels on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I loved it for what it was worth. I loved it for the time I needed it, yep. but just to your point, I need humans again. Yep. All right, let's talk about trending formats. We've talked a bit about the fact that strength is on the rise. Yes. We've been watching that for quite a bit. Um, that 
that has been trending over the entire time we've been taking this data. Uh, more and more humans are telling us that they are doing strength as their one of their primary forms of yep. exercise. Um, but let's talk about cardio. You do have cardio equipment in um, one the of your signature formats. Gym. In, in the, the new signature, signature gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we've changed it. We've we've taken down the space that's allocated to it. You know, mm-hmm. and we focused on the pieces that people really want. So in our legacy gym, strength only, there's no cardio, right? Yeah. We've already identified that. And for that reason that you just talked about, it's it's the most popular thing going right now. If you walk into most mainstream gyms and you look at the cardio section, they're pretty empty. Whereas before they used to be packed on a Monday night. You couldn't get a treadmill. There'd be a waiting list, a sign-up sheet. You know, you'd go into a gym, build a gym just a few years ago. I'd have over a hundred and some pieces of cardio, right? So that you can get on that. I don't know if I'll ever build a gym again that has that much cardio. Um, but we've also changed what cardio pieces we put on the floor. So how we allocate it. And now our new signature model has what we call a connected cardio section. So for those people who were not able to invest in a Peloton or they they invested in one, but they wanted to try the, the rower or the other, or the climber or whatever, we now have what we call a connected cardio section, which has some of the best of the best commercial-based connected cardio pieces. So you can do all those workouts uh, in the comfort of a gym. So you want to get on a climber? Great. You want to get on an echelon? Great. You want to try the rower? Great. Um, and then, you know, the the incline treads and more step mills than, than ellipticals now, because that's, again, a, a really popular piece. And I think our new, um, you know, our new model, we have just as many step mills as we do treadmills, whereas before it used to be equal number of treadmills and ellipticals. <laughs> so it's it's definitely changing um, what we're doing. So we've shrunken that cardio down uh, and just putting in the right pieces now based on the demographic. It's interesting. Um, one, that you're embracing the connected piece of it because it's you're giving people the programming they may want. Um, are you seeing people sort of using um, programming uh, that's sort of on demand um, while they're doing their own strength training? Yeah. So again, that was another thing that exploded during the pandemic, right? Was online training and virtual training. And, and, and that's been one of the issues with trainers and coaches even coming back to the gym to work out because they ventured out on their own and they tried to find a way to do it by Zoom. And there's many different apps and technology out there. And, you know, we have our own digital PT app as well. But uh, there's a lot of people who are investing in online coaching and looking at Instagram and, you know, uh, for, for programs and workouts. And again, look, there's a place for it all. I, I definitely caution any readers at home that follow an Instagram person to make sure that that person is legit um, and a, a real, true, certified, educated fitness professional who knows what they're doing. Because we also saw an explosion in what I would call fake fitness pros where, oh, I'm just a gym rat and I'm going to go out and I'm just going to post my workouts and you should pay me to follow and do what I do. And that's not really what a fitness professional is. Um, and, and we saw a lot of that happen as well. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of I'll download and do it on my own. Um, and, and you can also tell when people are doing it on their own and they haven't had the proper coaching because they still have bad form or they're not doing things correctly. And, you know, there's, there's definitely a place for it, but there's also a balance for that one-on-one or, or that, you know, that personal connection and coaching. No, nobody can replace a trainer, a certified fitness professional who's right there with you, giving you the motivation, inspiration, and helping you do things correctly. Um, and, and to me, that's really, really important. But yeah, it's definitely changed. And the connected cardio, 
cardio sucks for a lot of people, man. Like, like you know, your, your cardio sucks. Like, you get on the treadmill and walk for an hour. And But now having those virtual components and those live classes and those coaching, to, it really motivates people. It helps them focus and do what they got to do. So different experience overall. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting that you talk a little bit about digital PT. Um, one question that came up as you were talking about our Wait, first of all, does anyone like to be called a gym rat? Can we say gym rat? Oh, I, I have no problem with the phrase gym rat. Okay, gym okay. rat, gym bro, gym girl, what I would, you name it. I'm okay, good, 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 gym rat. I don't know if your <laughs> listeners feel that way, but I, I'm okay with it. I'm not a fan. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, question. Um, can – I've never even thought to ask this before. Can one search the um, – the licensing and like certification bodies for a trainer. So if you see a trainer on a trainer on Instagram, can you search like the Academy? Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them do. Uh, you can type in a name. Um, like let's say somebody has, you know, I'm a NASM certified NASM for those listening at home, national, Co- national Academy of sports medicine, one of the top certifications in the world. They have a find a trainer database, you know, look it up. Look it up. Type the person's name in there. Um, you know, ISSA as well. And a lot of them, if you call or send an email to them, they'll verify for you whether the person is credentialed, up to speed, you know, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, be, be very, very careful. Um, unfortunately, you know, these individuals think they can take shortcut there. Yeah, just because somebody looks good doesn't mean that they're right for training you, right? There is a science behind understanding somebody's body chemistry, the way they move, biomechanics, somebody's injuries and medical conditions. And, you know, some of you may go, oh, dude, you're, you're overthinking it. No, I'm not. I've, I've been there for, for 28 years. And let me tell you something, the difference between a real fitness pro and somebody who's just working out on their own, helping other people uh, is, is huge. I, I can't even yeah. tell you how, how big of a difference it is. And, and so, why do you think the people in Hollywood or professional athletes seek out those who are credentialed and the best at what they do? Because everybody is different and you need to understand how those things come into play to get, let's say Gina, the results that she's looking for versus Mrs. Rosini versus Jared versus, you know, Joe athlete. And, um, you know, my Instagram post is not going to suit it for everybody. Right. Exactly. And a a good trainer should be able to stand behind you, watch you squat and tell you what to fix. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Okay. So ask your trainer. Okay. So if my knees buckle in when I'm squatting, what does that mean? If they can't tell you that's a red flag. Right. And so, and I, and again, I want to make it clear. I am not knocking people who do Instagram training or online training. I'm not knocking it. What I'm saying is one, if you're that person out there doing it and you're not credentialed, certified, insured, all that, get your act together. If you're a person who's following somebody or training with somebody, make sure you've done your due diligence and homework and ask for those certifications, qualifications, and understand who you're working with, because that's really, really important to your overall performance and goals. And I want to see you get results and I want to see you, you know, not get hurt. And honestly, I'd like to see you in a world gym working with one of our trainers, but if that's not an option, you can try our world gym plus, or you can, you know, talk to us later and we'll hook you up with somebody. Hmm. Okay. Love it. Okay, Jerry, before we move on to the big question, the any big other, question. the big Uh-oh. question, um, any other big trends you want to talk about? Any other things you sort of been watching from, from world gym? Well, yeah, I mean, I could tell you, but then I have to kill you. And I like <laughs> um, well, listen, when you look at our two new gym models, that's the reason why we came out with what we did. 
you know, when we released the legacy gym model just a few months ago, that it was strength only people freaked out. Like, I, I mean, I had 15 requests for interviews and podcasts and the internet was like exploding with, Oh my God, what the heck are you guys doing? And like, you finally said it, like somebody jumped up and said, the world is changing and you know, nobody was doing it and we did. And that's really, really cool. Um, and, and I love that signature model came about because we were looking at trends and seeing where people were going and what they were doing and what they wanted and how they could do fitness. The other thing for us is retail. Uh, we just released at our convention and I'll, I'll have to send you a link. We have a brand new lifestyle brand. We have one of the coolest logos and brands in the world. And we just released an entire apparel line at our, at our convention that really is going to set the world on fire. People are like, whoa, wait a second. It's not just, you know, leggings and, and tank tops and, you know, whatever. It's There's a lot more that can be done. And um, I think that that's a, a big opportunity. And I think you guys are going to see, you know, the World Gym line somewhere near you very, very soon. So oh. very, very cool. Oh, no, that is a and secret. If okay. is it too hard? Maybe you get a new piece of apparel when it comes. <laughs> Perfect. I, I think, well, let's see. Um, okay. Big question. What's the big future? <laughs> What's the future for world gym and other big box gyms? What do you, what do you see? We're talking in five years, maybe two this, years. We're talking you know, two for, years. For, for world gym, um, our future is focused on, you know, more, more world gyms back in the USA where we, where we started. We have strong international growth. We've got, we've got great expansion there, but on the USA side as an organization over the next five years, you're going to see quite a few world gyms start popping up again here on, on the motherland, so to speak. So, uh, and, and that's going to be an exciting, exciting time. You're going to see the legacy and, and signature models in a town near you very soon. The thing about big box gyms or mid ties gyms or whatever it is, we've been around for 50 years through all of the ups and downs of things. And no matter what trend has come and gone, Lifting weights has never disappeared. So if you're looking for a business opportunity, you know, a, a, a big box world gym is a great opportunity, right? If you're looking at the industry, I don't see them going anywhere. I just see us continuing to get better and, and evolve as a business. And, and that's really the thing. I think that as long as we continue to cater to the needs of the people and, um, you know, bring a great product and service to people, uh, I don't think the big box or mid box gym industry is going anywhere for, for a really long, long time. So in another 40 years, when I'm a little bit older, uh, we can do this podcast again and look back and go, Hey, how did we do? So, yeah, Jared, thank you for joining me. Um, I hope that question wasn't too hard so no, I can get free apparel. No, no. I was expecting something <laughs> really, really difficult, like how to solve world peace or something. You know? Oh God, no, uh, not on this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, this was a this was an honor and a pleasure, and and I'm just humbled to be asked to be on it. And thank you very much for the opportunity and the time. And uh, you know, feel free to get in touch with me at any point or your listeners as well. All right, Jared, thank you so much. Thank you, Gina. This has been another episode of We Got Goals and a SweatLife.com production, which is another thing that's better with friends. Thanks to Jared Sirocco for joining me. Thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing and Ryan Barayuga for video production. And thanks to you, our listener, for being a part of this season. We'll be back in January of 2023 with new episodes and a new format. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. And check the show notes of this episode to share how you're spending your time on fitness. We can't wait to see the results of this year's State of Fitness survey. 